0: back to episode 210 of the bad taste video podcast i'm mike i'm here with my homicidal home video homeboy yeah, mr one. That's,
1: yeah dude can like, we just stick you with like, that dude that was fucking You awesome. like that one <laughs> yeah hell yeah dude so, I, so mean, mike, I i gotta i gotta start this week off with a question dude have you ever eaten a hot dog with a vein in it uh yes <laughs> I
0: have. I, Perfect. Yeah. I like that yeah. no no hesitation. That's it. exactly I how you whatever. answer that question. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. This movie this week Dead Meat from 1993. Uh tons of great lines like that. Uh, oh my tons god, of great ridiculous. little songs, tons of great everything. But uh Grizz, I can't believe we're finally doing this movie. This is one that I've actually kind of wanted to do for a while. I was just waiting till I actually owned the tape and i'm fucking doing my usual ebay searches and all that shit and bada bing bada boom one are. pops up I, I think it was from fucking uh what's his name himself uh fucking todd cook i think it was from his fucking ebay account oh no shit but yeah it was brand new it was sealed but you know i don't give a oh, shit yeah. i opened it because i want to watch this thing confirmed That's to cemetery the cinema yep con- confirmed good to go uh but grizz uh this movie man we've seen the slip around very expensive for some odd reason i don't think i've ever seen the original original release like a lot of cemetery cinema um, tapes there was like a i guess like a a home release or by the director themselves Um, this one what is it cool movies i think it was like released under cool movies also Yeah, but like now, same thing with Is that, the, with Burglar is that from the one hell. that you
1: found uh, an ad you showed me a cool ad slick that you found. Would that have been the original release you think or is that
0: uh, yeah a later that looked release? like that that looked like that was from the original. That looked yeah, like it was from the cool dude, movies so you know, cool 22 because bucks, like, man yeah, it was, well yeah. You said like twenty two dollars for the tape, and you had
1: uh, two dollars shipping. Two dollars, sh- two dollars oh, oh, shipping. Worth, it's worth it. And then there was two shirt options: a large and an extra large. They know their audience. They're not fucking around. But dude, yeah, uh, yeah. the shirt
0: price five dollars for the shirt. I I love How that. How sick is it that. Blows How my sick mind. Is that? I got to look, when we get to our uh, wide world of gore metal, whatever we're calling it now, uh, I think the tape that we're doing this week may also have one of those. I got to look in the J card when oh, we get it'd be to perfect.
1: that.
0: Yeah. But, like, what I want to know is, I'm guessing that was maybe put in, like, a magazine or something like that, right? Like a horror mag at that time or, uh, you know, something, some sort of publication like that. I don't think they were just handing those out places. Uh, very difficult to get traction when you're... Not even handing out a demo, handing out like a flyer to buy things, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I could imagine that being like, um, you know how like film threat would advertise in like Fangoria and stuff like that, or the back of the, like the horror magazines, like you were saying, Chillers yeah. and yeah. stuff. I imagine that card because it looked like it would have been like almost like a, an actual card that would have been inserted in a magazine, like like the, the the paper, uh, you know, yeah. postcard like postcards, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it looks just like that, and I could see that going through like a Fangoria or a Chillers or something like that, a Samhain magazine, and seeing those kind of cards in there and being like, oh, you could order this fucking movie. And dude, by the name Dead Meat, if I was a horror head, alive and breathing well and able to order something like that
0: at that time period, that would definitely catch my attention. Yeah, especially with the endorsement from Leif Yonker, the fucking god himself. The uh, if oh, I was already Father the diehard darkness Deathness
1: fans that we are, yeah, that would definitely uh, catch our attention. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I love seeing things like that when you like actually know the movie that is like advertised as like an endorsement uh i guess uh, pedigree or or you know whatever like a resume for the person yeah. that's giving the endorsement i love when it's like a movie that you actually really like it's like oh damn like how the fuck did these people like get together you know and i guess it was like a small world back then there was only a handful of i guess you know shot on video hardcore well, this wasn't shot on video sorry uh dead meat was shot on eight millimeter but yeah. darkness also was not shot on video but these are all independent filmmakers doing hyper low budget fucking movies and there was only really a handful of them in this circle i would say right you have like the todd sheets you have the leaf yonker you have uh jr bookwalter you have fucking all these fucking guys doing all these crazy low budget movies and I guess you're bound to see somebody else's name on somebody else's movie, you know? Yeah, I
1: think yeah, I think it's like uh it's similar to like uh smaller genres in the music industry, like, you know, not just metal, but I'm talking like even smaller than that, talking about like, you know, subgenres so of metals. When you're in these smaller communities, you, you just have this mentality of like, we're all in this together. We know our crowd numbers are going to be smaller because we're already a subset of a subset that's like not mainstream. So you have this like camaraderie that's built in that you instantly want to support those around you so that the whole community is brought up together and it gets stronger that way. And it had to be the same way with the horror scene in like the late 80s, early 90s of all these low budget people who were pushing and pushing out content. And you can see that in the way that people like Todd Cook I mean he's wearing a fucking dead meat shirt in an evil knight half throughout the whole fucking movie he's wearing a dead meat shirt so you can see the influence that movies like this had on others in the community and i think that's the coolest aspect of it
0: yeah that that's what i really like about uh like what todd cook was doing back then like he was finding these other like really small directors and giving them like another distribution uh outlet for their movie Burglar from Hell had an original release before the Cemetery Cinema one, right. then he did it, you know, through that. And like all these movies, you know, I guess the guys gave it a shot on their own. Wasn't very successful because I definitely have never seen an original um, dead meat release. Like no, I've a free Cemetery Cinema
1: one. No, definitely not.
0: I think it's a clamshell.
1: Oh really? It's, the original?
0: I don't yeah, know didn't have like,
1: the, the slip. So
0: it's it's really cool looking. I'll I'll show you uh, after or during the break if when we do the trailer if there is a trailer. But um, it's like you know y- you tried really hard and then somebody comes along the next year and is like, hey, like I really liked what you did. Like you want to try this? You know I have a label. I'm putting out all these other movies. Like you ever hear this, this, this? Like uh, you know it's so I don't know what the deal the music was.
1: Industry, dude. It's yeah. crazy
0: yeah like when somebody starts a small music label just to fucking distribute their own shit and then it's a, they get a friends band on there too and then that grows it's kind how of all those small labels and like you even
1: mentioned when yeah. we were covering the todd cook stuff that like he had reached out to uh, um, what the uh, to sheets and that like he became friends with him and they worked on stuff together so it just like, like exactly what you were saying like i think people like todd cook are, are special in that way where they're like the, the outlet that brings all of those different things together. Like It's, it's easy to be like you're, like you're doing your own thing in your own private space and kind of become an island and not really think about the outside world only on what you're doing. But when you have people who are able to like pull you in and plug you into other people who are also doing that, it really does just create a much bigger audience. And it, it, that's across the board in everything that people do artistically
0: yeah yeah and it's cool it's cool that like people can create a community like that I oh mean, yeah
1: especially when that um, lives on so long dude like we're talking about it now you know 20 30 years later
0: if you're listening to this podcast you're probably part of that community keeping yeah, that fucking that the spirit that going, alive. Right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey one thing i gotta say is if you try to find this movie online good fucking luck because uh, I I have not seen this online no, anywhere. I couldn't find uh, it
1: anywhere online to yeah. watch. Luckily, I had a, a source
0: that I could view it yeah, from. Yeah. So. We, we watched it together. Yeah, yeah I came over. <laughs> so um, this movie was made by Tom Volman, and I thought it was pretty interesting that he also directed Alien Agenda under the skin. You know what? This was my first time watching Dead Meat, and I immediately recognized
1: uh, the doctor and the Simon character from a call from so like it's it, here in that and there are another Kevin this Kevin Lindenmouth movie um I want to say it's one of the addicted to murders that I remember that yeah part three part three yeah and like I was just like dude I know these fucking guys man and like as soon as you just said that I was like Kevin fucking Lindenman that's another cool, <laughs> that's another you know small horror community thing that uh, that's another connection that these dudes who were in fucking dead meat linden myth was probably a fan and was like "Ah, i gotta get those fucking dudes because those those characters are really good in this movie the doctor and the, the killer simon really enjoyed them
0: yeah so uh you know what let's hit the trailer if there is one if there isn't i'll play something else i guess and we'll get into this movie because there legitimately is a ton to talk about Dead meat. Now, before we move on, I want to kind of get back into the VHS releases because I was just looking at the slip case that um, everybody probably knows. And the year on that one is 1995. The year on the Cemetery Cinema one, uh, 1993, but I think it was actually 1994. And so that I believe,
1: predates the slipcase,
0: Yeah. And okay. then I think the one that I sent you, the original picture 93 uh, yeah that says 93 on the back I so believe this is right?
1: definitely the the first release of it in a clamshell really cool i love the uh really cool the cool movies uh pictures logo like a palm tree it's just so fucking generic that it read stands out to me i love it
0: then they got like the picture of the fucking, the eyeless dead body, like at the bottom as like a little, oh, you know, yeah. clip art thing. Oh, so cool, man. This movie, they just, they got it. And I'm surprised that this didn't get like, this is going to sound fucking stupid. I'm surprised that like nobody picked this up for like a really big release later on, like a, like an EI or I, I'm gonna something tell like you that, you why I you know? think it did not and it's the
1: unfortunate eight uh, millimeter treatment. Now, I personally love eight millimeter, and I will. Then I I think that when you talk about like you know eight millimeter films and stuff like that, it's one hundred percent still in the shot on video category. It's using a handheld camera that any Joe Schmo can go and buy at a fucking store at that time. It's not a Hollywood production camera. Um, and it's shot on a fucking, you know, on film. So I think that it's, it's, it's pretty much in the same realm. And unfortunately, I feel like the eight millimeter is the bastard child of that, that community Ugh. a little bit because it's, it's not. It's. I've always said it, it has like this dreamlike quality to it because of like this weird softness and haze that you get from the eight millimeter film that like is just so. I don't know. I think it's off-putting to some people, so I think that's probably why it didn't get picked up by you know someone like you were saying, like EI or one of the
0: later you know uh, video outlaws or something like that. Yeah, the um, I guess like the physical look of this movie is very odd. Um, the color scheme is i don't know if intentional or not but like in some places it's like really wild like the sky will be like fucking yellow yes you know what i mean like bright yellow and uh like they'll be bl- it'll be blue like you know a blue hue over like half the thing and some and yellow over the other i don't know if that's from processing i don't know if it was from like you know, using the camera incorrectly, but yeah, it does like add to the movie. The case, honestly. Yeah. It, yeah. But, it, but it does, it does add to the movie. It does make it like very strange. Um, to me, it almost looks like killer. How that like yeah. has a very like, you know, odd Dude, film. That's look to 100%
1: it. hundred percent. What this movie looks like
0: visually. That's a great, yeah, great comparison. I it, wouldn't it makes put it that look together. a lot. It makes it look a lot older than it really is. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like, it, that, like,
1: you could have said that this was like made in like the, the early 80s and things looked very 70s still, and I would have been like, yeah, that it, it definitely kind of does because the, the film
0: lends itself to that, that look. Yeah, and we said um, you know, before we were recording that this movie is kind of like a combination of um, you know, you got like 555 five, five, you have killer, like I said, like the visual characteristics of it. Um, it's like a combination of all these movies and specifically 555. This movie looks like it was made fucking five years before that. It does. And then they did a better job with the same concept with this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 true too. And I'm a fan of 555, but this has like a whole police procedural acts, uh, aspect to it. And they really are, like, entertaining cops, especially, like, the fucking young guy. He's, like, all brash and talking shit to people. And he ends up being our hero, but... John Momentum. (laughs) It's such
1: a good (laughs) fucking name. (laughs) Dude, they do,
0: like, the names in this fucking thing. I think there was, like, an Argento's Pizza is mentioned at one point. Yes, yes. Oof. So, Uh,
1: I gotta... Man, Tom Volman, I gotta give this dude so much fucking credit. All the writers they went for it so hard on this movie to the point where they made, what is this, like, an hour and 40 minute fucking shot on it's video long. movie? So, like, and it's that's long. fucking unheard of. And that's my... and that also How many? brings me to my issues that I just want to get out of the way is that I do love this fucking movie. This movie is amazing. It doesn't need to be 140. It could no. have easily been... 60 minutes a strong 60 and i would have been on the edge of my seat wanting more compared to being like i'm 140 in and i'm ready to fucking roll credits because a lot of that cop shit bro i hate movies that give me cop perspective i don't i i, I don't like that like I'm with the cops chasing after somebody. I don't fucking get into that. You know, like overdone. I, I want to see the killer's perspective. I want to be in their shoes and like, I want to, or of the victim's perspective. I don't want to be in the fucking cop shoes. I never wanted to be a cop. I still don't want to be a fucking cop. I don't
0: want to see what it's like to be a cop. So like, it's just weird. For me. <laughs> um, I, I could see how this is kind of long, um, anytime I see a low-budget movie um, from Cemetery Cinema, I uh, automatically assume it's at least an hour and a half. For some reason, all their movies are long as hell. Yeah, I don't know I if that's like, I don't know if that's like the original filmmakers' like lack of editing skills or whatnot, or the ability to tell like a clear, concise story. But like every time, it's just these movies could be an hour an hour eight like all the camp video movies they're like 68 minutes
1: and they're strong like, and this yeah if this would be so strong at
0: even even 120 so fucking now, strong now here's the here's the other end of that i like the dialogue in this movie i wasn't bored at all i think it's entertaining as fuck like the way that they're talking to each other like just the shit that they say is it's so over the top, but I feel like it's all stuff I've heard people I worked with say.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It feels authentic. And you're right. Like the the banter is is really good at keeping my attention through scenes that I really don't give a fuck about, and that's hard to do because if I'm already disconnected with what's going on, it's tough to even get me engaged at that point. So mm-hmm. the fact that I'm like, "Oh, I remember those lines and I remember those things," just shows that like the writing and the dialogue were fucking great and just dude like honestly the writing for this movie this has the ability to be remade into a fucking hollywood fucking smasher dude like there's such <laughs> a, a cool idea here that could be fleshed out in a better way
0: yeah so before we go any further why don't i tell you guys uh what this actually is about We have a serial killer on the loose, the census killer, right? Is that what they? Or the census murderer, census census taker. taker. Yes, I love it. It's so good. And and most of the time, it sounds like they're talking about like the United States census. Like, how many people live in your house? What's your demographic? That's what it sounds like they're saying, but it's the census taker. And we have another serial killer that's getting jealous of all the attention. So he decides, hey, I'm going to compete with this motherfucker and Smart. hilarity ensues. Smart, right? Um, this this movie it does have a great story. It actually like like wraps up kind of okay. Like it answers most of the questions. Uh, nothing is kind of left to you know like oh well what happened to that person or whatever. And it's pretty surprising because these movies I feel like they they kind of like tail off into these other storylines that never get resolved where this like they do and they're all connected like reasonably connected you know what i mean like it's not like some random shit and i i feel like that's what makes this movie so i guess easy for me to watch because it's all these long conversations it's not nonsense like it actually is pertinent to like the story and all that shit where a lot of these other things yeah, where like a lot of these other movies we watch, they're talking about fucking like, oh, did you see that duck over there in the lake? That's five five five
1: problem. 555 is unwatchable for that reason for me. It's, it's the same cop perspective, but it's just like horrible dialogue with very little payoff. And the great thing about this movie is that you get decent dialogue through some of the boring scenes that keep you going, but then you get maximum fucking payoff in the death Mm -hmm. and gore scenes i mean i'm talking maximum payoff in this movie
0: yeah do you think this is going to be uh an underrated gore film for a lot of these people that are probably going to watch this for the first time
1: you know i think so It, it i don't know if it was a surprise to me how gory it was because i always knew I don't know. There's something in my head. Whenever a tape is kind of like elusive in the the tape community itself, and it's kind of known as being like one of those hardcore VHS tapes, I automatically think that it's supposed to be super gory. So like, that's what I thought when I first yeah. saw Five Five Five. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be over the top. And then I saw it, and I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah. like, but with a this lot of one. Those-
0: a lot of those 80s rebrands man like the 70s movies rebranded into 80s movies or made for TV movies given a very good fucking cover this one straight up tells the truth I thought
1: this was going to be a really great gory movie going into it the cover is iconic with the guy holding up the guts so it kind of gives you an idea what you should expect going into it although covers can be misleading but this one great fucking payoff man the gore in this movie is done so well and it's it's all purposeful it's all it, it and it's original and it like man i just i just wish this was edited down to be something so much greater than it already is because this is like don't get me wrong this is fucking awesome i like this more than a lot of other things we've covered recently
0: yeah. And, you know, uh, just speaking about other low budget movies that I feel like would be in the same realm as this, like fucking Don Dohler's Fiend. Right. That was Don Dohler, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. You have Vampire Yeah. Well, this I feel like this is even like Vampire Cop is way more professional looking than this one. Like, uh, but like I'm talking about the shit like Murder Lust where it looks oh, like yeah. you shot it out of your fucking 1986 uh, chevy van you know what i mean like that sort of stuff and i feel like those movies all kind of you know murder lust kind of shies away from the gore you know what i mean like it's not, not incredibly film. fucking no. yeah it's not terrible like all these things i guess you know you only have so much money you can only do so much you only have so many fucking you know people to work with all that shit but this movie Manages to like for within the first fifteen minutes, you get um, the girl getting fucking stabbed in the mouth,
1: Not even and the, in the blood mouth is great. fucking
0: shooting out. It's just fucking, and I guess at some point, like the actress starts like fucking like choking on the Shoot. blood, and you see her coughing it up. But yep. it makes it looks, it it's makes awesome. it look so much more real. Yeah, you know, it
1: sets dude, the tone for the whole movie. That's something that I think is overlooked when it comes to everyone's debate about. Practical effects over special effects being CGI'd and stuff is the the little mistakes that end up being okay in the long run, but make the fucking scene. And and like what you just said is exactly one of those things where it looked great, but the moment that she starts fucking choking a little bit it's like whoa this is fucking believable like that's fucking yeah. real great and it's because it's real like and you know obviously you don't want anything bad to happen to anybody and shit but man like the the little element of danger that's added with the real practical effects sometimes <laughs> makes it that much better yeah it's like come on like really hit me yeah <laughs> lay it in brother <laughs> gotta do this yeah yeah lay it in brother let's do the snug <laughs>
0: but like that it really sets the tone for the rest of the movie you know you're gonna get a fucked up thing there are way more fucked up things in the movie you have fucking george w bush over here fucking swinging the axe cutting the girl up on camera because he wants to he he sends a, a videotape of himself killing this girl uh like mutilating her he sends it to the cops, I guess, right? Or does he send it to, like, the papers or yeah, whoever he sends it to? He sends it to the it cop to. station because, like, the doctors
1: and the cop end up getting it and shit, so.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's, like, just so ridiculous when you see this guy just, like, going crazy with the axe. You have him fucking cutting people's heads off. There's everything in this movie, right? Like, what's, there's tons of shit. What's great about the uh,
1: the scene where he's, like, filming the the, the murder of the... Uh, what was she? A magazine salesman, I think she was. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's filming it with the k- giant, like, shoulder-held camcorder in one hand. He's got the fucking axe in the other. And as they cut to show his face and, like, his reaction, he's got the biggest drool... Like, spittle thing coming (laughs) out of his mouth. That I appreciate so much from that actor. That, like, in the moment frenzy of, like, losing control, because that's exactly what it would be like. You'd be fucking foaming at the mouth, going crazy, in this, like, madness hysteria of chopping this woman up with an axe and filming it, and I'm like, this motherfucker gets it, and this makes this scene that much better.
0: What do you think about his friends, man? (sighs) Ugh. How original! Like besides (laughs) the movie Piranha that came
1: out, what years after this? Uh Well, no, no, there was the original in the. Wasn't there
0: actually Piranha like the the, eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's well, they also do the Piranha and fucking Cannibal Ferox. True. The fucker gets. Bitten, but not to this dude this is like dr evil shit right what i like about this is that
1: the the piranha are his pets that he like is feeding like that's his like almost his drive to be killing these people besides the infamy of being a, a famous serial killer it's also to feed his family aka these piranhas that he is like keeping in his house yeah so good That'd end
0: up being uh, they end up turning on their master at the end. Unfortunately, oh. actually, there's a couple good scenes with that. When uh, should we start spoiling things? Of course, yeah, because yeah, right, we're going to go
1: fun. all over the place here, dude.
0: So, so there's two killers in this movie. One is obviously our man with the piranhas. The other is the fucking medical examiner, the, the doctor. Doctor, yes, Doctor and, Barton. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, at the end, when it's discovered that he's the one that's like also the he's the senses killer. Um, when, what's his name, John? Detective John. Yeah, John Momentum. John Momentum. <laughs> when, he, when he figures it out that this doctor is like the other murderer, he's like, oh, like, don't reach for that. Like, don't try any funny shit. And he's actually reaching for his heart medication because he's having a heart, <laughs> attack, heart attack, right? Yeah. So the doctor walks over, you know, he's like saying, like, I need my pills. John pours the pills into the piranha tank and says if you want them go get them so the doctor tries to fucking put his hands in the piranha tank to take the pills from the bottom and they just get shredded De-gloved. and you just see the, <laughs> yeah you just see these fucking two skeleton hands like like moving like uh, it looks and, so oh. good
1: dude it and looked then, so good
0: and then our other guy fucking he, he what's his name simon
1: yeah simon the killer
0: he gets his face put into the fucking piranha fucking tank and Yo, of when course he, when
1: he pulls his <laughs> face out and the piranha are stuck to his cheeks and shit dude i
0: died that was the funniest dude, fucking part of this so movie. good so fucking good yeah you know, i don't even know why that just reminded me that the fucking mailman gets hit with the weed whacker in the face yes
1: he gets weed whacked to the face it's 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 kind of funny man like i Oh, I wish so. I was so bummed when the way that the, the doctor thing ended, like him just attacking the because like, OK, so the whole thing that I think is brilliant about this movie is the dual killer thing that's going on where the doctor is secretly killing people and he's in on the chase of the real fucking serial killer, Simon. And when he gets to Simon first, he's like, all right, we're going to make a deal here He's like, you're going to fucking say you're insane, uh, but you got to take responsibility for the people that I killed so that there's no more you know, mystery about it. No one brings it back to me. It's all wrapped up. And they're all for it, and then they get busted by momentum, and, and shit goes fucking haywire. I just wish that there was, like... That, that's such a good, like, drama play, dude, Or being, like, this doctor and this serial killer are, like, going to work the cops now. I wish so much that there was, like a scenario of a movie that that happens in. Cause I think that's brilliant as fuck.
0: Now let's talk about uh, the other character that's in the mix at the end there. I believe his name is Eddie, right? Eddie. Yeah. These are the druggie yeah he's like this dude that like just got out of rehab like fucking yeah. skulking around town handing out flyers oh what's the specials today i don't fucking know yeah. <laughs> Great attitude. but um this guy eddie he is the one that originally tells the cops like hey you should like look at this simon guy like he's fucking weird i see people going into his house but they never come out And he actually gets blown off by momentum in the beginning, right? Fucking drunk. He just hangs up on him. Yeah. Yeah, fucking drunk. And uh, he turns out to be correct, but I fucking love this character because, like, when he's being interviewed by the cops, he's like, "Hey man, stop hassling me, man! I, just, I, I gotta hand out these flyers, man!" Yeah. And then they show him like in his fucking drug den, and he like looks like he looks like me in high school, like sitting yeah. there, like in my fucking like, black walls and my fucking black shirt and all that shit, dude. So fucking funny! I love the characters in this movie. Immediate, and that's another thing. Like immediately, you know that the characters are going to be fucking wild because you have John Momentum like chasing this bad guy down. He throws a can at his Dude. head, I think, oh which my makes God. him fall down the, fucking, the <laughs> fucking. Makes him fall down the hill, <laughs> and then he's like, "Fucking freeze, you
1: fucking douchebag!" Dude, this scene is my. This immediately drew me in. First of all the ripoff ultimate warrior fucking theme song is playing behind him and this whole chase and when he pegs this motherfucker with like a can from a good hundred yards he does this stop like an 80s like flex thing where he's like yeah and he
0: like flexes his muscle like, gotcha fucker
1: <laughs> like it's so, so fucking, fucking good
0: dude i couldn't i was like all right here we go buckle up this is the kind of movie we're in for it, it's just fucking ridiculous that you have fucking Simon singing Mama Mia, Papa Pia, oh, Grandma's the pizza got the boy? diarrhea. Oh, he kills the pizza so boy. So what's yeah, your favorite the death? Pizza cutter. Oh my god, my favorite death in this movie. Oh, man. I think it's between, um, Simon himself with with the fucking piranha. Like to I me, that's fucking that funny I as hell. I that and i think the other one would have to be i'm gonna say the first one with the girl getting stabbed in the mouth another great one that was good um that the one where he like cuts the girl i think it's a girl um no i think it's a i think it's the bible salesman yes
1: that's my favorite one the bible salesman comes in he greets him at the door welcomes him in has this whole because he's a gardener the serial killer's whole thing is gardening so he's always talking about being a fucking gardener writing gardening books he's talking church yeah for the church yeah he's talking to this dude about it and then he like legitimately beats this fucking dude to death with a bible not just one like he hits him with one but then just continues to throw fucking bibles at his face like over and over i was like this ah touche that's that's fucking awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's just there's like so many funny things like that in the movie like the two other cops that were originally on the case like all their fucking interactions that's where you get the fucking hot dog with the vein thing yeah calls him something else too what's he called like a like a
1: God, oh, I you, he's fucking his like wife
0: at one point I remember that part
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny cause it's like, it's like classic cliche like cop movies from the 80's thing where you got like the team of cops that are like on the case and they always have that like rival asshole team that's in the fucking station too that they're always talking shit to <laughs> like it's so fucking like it just fits all of those like movie tropes that you'd expect it to But the banter is really good where
0: it's like, oh, you better not fuck it up or you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have nothing. And he's like, Oh, I'll be in good company, I'll be with you, motherfucker. Like all uh, funny shit like that. That is true. The the banter
1: is so good that it, it it feels like it doesn't belong in a movie of this budget. You know, the that's what I'm saying. The writing is so strong. And like it has three writers, and I think that is a smart way to do things, man, because the more minds you have on something. And the more critiquing that you can like play off of one another, I think you get a stronger product in the end. and I think this is a testament of it. Like this feels so right in the
0: dialogue. I think it can go either way. yeah, sometimes think it there's backfire? too many co- sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen, man. but when you get the people that really can work together and they have like a very you know their their end goal is exactly the same, then you get shit like this.
1: It's, it's funny, man, because like uh, I was listening to some some Eric Bischoff stuff and he was just kind of like talking about something similar where it's it's different personalities. And I think in how you can put them together, where some people are great with coming up with ideas and other people are really fucking good at taking somebody else's idea and then making it a fucking brilliant idea, yeah,
0: polishing it,
1: you yeah. know, where, but they couldn't come up with that shit on their own. But if given something, they can really make it something special. Yeah. So I think that's really the dynamic you have to look for in in any kind of partnership is like, you know, bringing out the best in one another. So I think that they really, they did that here though, man, because this, like, like I said, this movie could have been the same script, everything, not no changes, give it a fucking big budget. And this would have been a cult classic of the nineties, not in the underground, but of like a mainstream movie, I feel. Yeah,
0: the story is good enough. Where 100%. this could, you know, obviously they would have to cut out a lot of the fucking crazy gore sequences. Him putting his hands inside people's stomach and ripping out fucking intestines and right. shit and that's
1: for the underground stuff. But I feel like they would they would substitute that with some really great. You know, more building death scenes than just here's some gore, like packed in a small package. They really extend out the torture of people and stuff. I think it could be done in a really cool way.
0: Yeah, it's really funny because this movie. I mean, generally when you have like a high body count in a movie, like it's it's like pointless and it's not. Well, I'm not going to say that this wasn't pointless, but like there there's the killing gets monotonous i guess you could say where this every time somebody gets like trapped by him in the house or whatever it, it's always entertaining he hits the fucking guy in the head with the phone you know what i mean and like it looks like he actually oh, hits yeah. him in the head with the, it makes a noise like it sounds like he really fucking clubs bro when
1: momentum is punching him in the face doesn't that not look like that motherfucker's getting rocked and then he, like he headbutts him? And when they're he fighting the, I'm like, yo, that dude is like legit getting punched in the
0: face, right? That's where he goes, yeah. like, dude, you gotta lay it in, it's gonna look good. This is low budget. Do it. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You, <laughs> it. you got the old guy sitting there on the fucking table, dead. It's like, come on. All right, Eddie's Eddie's laying there with his throat cut. Jeez. Dude, it's it's oh,
1: man, I I just can't get over the The writing and just I was not expecting this, dude. I really was not expecting this movie to be as good as it is. I get disappointed yeah. with a lot of these uh, uh, urban legend, shall we say? You know, VHS tapes that are so hard to find, and their movies are instantly great because they're so fucking hard to find. Like, come on, like. I get it 555 is a tough tape to get a hold of the original it doesn't make the fucking movie good in any any way whereas this this holds up to the lure this this is like and some this is better than I anticipated really 100%
0: yeah I thought it was gonna be some some shit dude honestly I was saying to Grizz before the show, like I really didn't know which way you were gonna take this because I feel like it was up your alley, but also I could see things that you wouldn't like about it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you actually it exceeded your expectations. That makes me feel like I'm 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 starting to dial like dial in your taste. What's I'm what, starting what, to get it, it. it? And it's really dude, like the
1: last half an hour because once he kills like the the, the Bible, dude, I think that's really where you, we get like. Murder, murder, oh, murder, one murder. After, murder yeah, one you know? after it another. really starts, he's like, every person that's coming to the house is fucking getting it now. I don't give a fuck. And like, he just starts going in. And at that point, I'm like, this is becoming a really fun movie. Up until that point, I'm not going to lie. I was like, you know, this movie's okay. This is cool. all right. A little, slow. You know, a little slow, a little too much dialogue-y, you know, the cops and shit for me. It's good dialogue, but it's still a little too much for me. But then it just starts picking up and it doesn't let you down until the fucking credits and that that's what really sold it on me
0: yeah and one thing that we haven't spoken about yet this fucking the score the soundtrack is awesome dude it sounds fucking like a like a camp video fucking release that type of like synth soundtrack and all this other shit yeah really high quality and i wonder i know they list who like did the songs i wonder if like with like a uh, did they rip him off or the guy actually like fucking you know oh, right <laughs> it's it's so high quality that you don't you just don't see it in movies like this you know it's it's stuff like that
1: like the score um and like the the really strong writing and the the really great gore that they come up with it's it's also not just great you know unpurposeful gore it's it's really believable realistic looking gore even the hands when they come off look really really good <gasps> the severed head Oh, the severed, the severed head looks head fantastic. Looks great. Amazing. Awesome. When he cuts it off, it looks fucking great. Like, the actual chop looked fucking good, dude. I was completely blown away.
0: So, I, I watched this shit on a 65-inch TV set to, four, you know, four three like, so it's boxed. And uh, I honestly was surprised when he pulled the head off the table. I thought it was the guy, and I thought they were going to cut yeah and like then take it dude i'm watching this on a giant tv and i was like wait hold on Like, (laughs)
1: Like you could tell it's the guy when they're hanging the head up when he comes out of the dryer and he's hanging it up they do the neck up shot and you could tell it's the guy there but i also thought it was the head through the table trick like the reanimator trick yes yes on on the fucking table dude and when he picked it up I was like, oh, what the oh. fuck, dude? <laughs> so yeah, that's another scene that it really just got me. But but back the point I was making, though, is that, like, it's... I think it's all of these things that we're talking about contributed that really is the reasons why people like Leif Yonker and and Todd Cook really latched onto this movie. And, and it, it became kind of like a, a, a symbol inside of these, like, movie-making underground that, like... If we could do dead meat, then we're in business, man. Because like I feel mm-hmm. like this was a mark that was set for a lot of people in this community.
0: Yeah, this is fucking awesome. If you like murder lust, if you like um, fiend, if you like fucking five five five, if it, there's tons all all the killer, literally you will love this fucking movie. You will I love, love the killer it. I'm, I'm telling you,
1: it has such a, si- yeah. a similar vibe to that movie. Just. Not even just like the look, mm-hmm. but just like the overall, like it's just very similar. Yeah.
0: Go back you and know, listen to
1: our killer episode. <laughs> a long time ago. Man, it was one of the first. Yeah. Um, what What I do love too, is one of my favorite parts of this movie is at the very end, our boy John Momentum has defeated both serial killers, pulls the old dong out takes a fucking steamy piss on the dead bodies.
0: <laughs> My man. <laughs> I was like, I, this movie gets it. I like how he gets comes it. to the conclusion. He's like, well, they'll probably believe you over me because everybody fucking hates me. hates me. Yeah. What do I what do I got to lose? Yeah. And he just he kills him. Well, well, he basically lets him die, but he was gonna kill him either way. And they but did a great job
1: fucking- of of setting up the fucking the heart attack too. It wasn't like oh he's having a heart attack out of nowhere. What the fuck is this? Like when the fucking killer sends the tape in originally that we mentioned. The doctor is the he, first one to watch it, and the tape gives him a little bit of a heart attack because he's, like, he takes overwhelmed. Yeah. So he takes his medication there. So we already have it in our head that, like, oh, he has a heart condition. He's not on medication. So it's not even like the writing is just like, oh, we need an out here. Let's make up some bullshit. It's like, nah, they fucking made sure that everything was wrapped around, connected. You could go back, and it all made sense. This movie is so special in that aspect because fucking low-budget, eight millimeter fucking even 16 millimeter films don't take that much care and that much thought into what's going on man
0: yeah if you could find this movie anywhere please please watch it i don't know if there's a is there a modern release of this
1: um i guess there is a a european dvd of it out there i'm not sure if there is a u.s release dvd but i guess even the uh, any release of this is extremely hard to track down so whether it's dvd vhs digital
0: <laughs> good luck yeah, okay, so yeah, if you could find yeah it. good luck yeah unfortunately you'll have to just take our word for this yeah, one this one is fucking uh, awesome grizz i think we're ready to get into our uh nice wide world of what are we calling it wide world of metal right wide world of metal baby i like that i like that I, I don't normally say it. I don't think. I think you're the one that always says it, and yeah. I'm like, wait a second. That's what we're doing. That's yeah, actually that's- awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's that's awesome. But this week, uh, the tape that I chose to uh, I guess present to you because we wanna we wanna mix things that I guess are also more palatable. And it's, you're gonna laugh also when I fucking say the, the <laughs> album that we did, but you know, in the grand scheme of the albums that we're listening to week to week, this one is a bit, yes. bit more palatable. And it's 1995's "Deicide: Once Upon the Cross." Ooh. Now, this is one of the first, I guess, like death metal albums that I listened to, that like really drew me to this whole, um, I guess, genre, the way, you know, guitar playing and all that stuff. Um, When Satan Rules His World, like, that was the song that I remember always just being like, yo, this is fucking sick like this is i wish i was in a band like this i never was i, I still play wish guitar, i was in a but, band yeah. <laughs> dude this this album like this is before they got all corny and like everybody started making fun of them and all that shit and like it's like oh so ridiculous this album is fucking awesome awesome yeah go um, see them live back. and
1: fucking make fun of them motherfuckers dude glenn benton will fucking punch you in the face <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I did see them live and it
0: was awesome they're so it good really, dude right it, it was, dude, it dude, was I saw really cool. george
1: on drums and they fucking destroyed dude i was like holy fuck
0: so uh i was saying before that i thought my my tapes j card had like another ordering thing on here so it does indeed so you could get a deicide embroidered hat oh man here we go oh t-shirts 14 dollars embroidered hats 18 dollars long sleeves 24 wool ski caps 16 i don't know what an all over is but that's 20 call 1-800-47-grape G-R-A-P. g-r-a-p-e <laughs> Yeah. i'm gonna grape you in the mouth here is that fucking whitest uh, kids you know sketch
1: <laughs> if you have it, look
0: it up it's fucking hilarious I'm, I'm going through this thing you have uh death shirt uh death shirts deicide shirts Sepultura shirts nail bomb shirts typo negative shirts of oh, Agony shirts cannibal corp shirts obituary shirts machine head fear factory doggy dog, Eat dog. <laughs> cynic black train jack fudge tunnel that's your there shit right. there we go some fudgy. uh <laughs> disincarnate and carcass there you go carcass covers whatever the fuck that is but uh it has like the little um put your name your address the subtotal like all that shit it's so funny little order for what uh, what label is that released on
1: this is that one Relapse? metal blade
0: this one was roadrunner
1: roadrunner no oh, shit back when they actually had good bands on their fucking label yeah, huh? before they signed yeah. Slipknot and everything went down.
0: <laughs> Dude. Uh, when, when like you go back, like, I mean, if you look at a lot of these older metal albums, you're going to see like RC records and shit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Road runner was fucking awesome back in the day. um What was the other one? Um, Road runner. And come on, man. I know Century you know Media. it century media is another one yep dude what's the one that's from pennsylvania fuck Uh, i shouldn't oh relapse oh yeah i just said that relapse uh, yeah 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 relapse was like
1: honestly still relapse fucking kills it with their signings
0: i gotta look um i'll i'll tell you off air i guess because it'll be too late at this point but uh i have um the mortician fucking mortal massacre cassette and i think it's called it's like under like relapse underground or something oh, my like shit. that that's even better. yeah yeah I like yeah that. but um this album once upon the cross like the title track fucking sick legitimately can go through this whole album and not skip a song just one after the other it's uh, uh, I mean, it's completely it's a straight through solid fucking death metal album i agree man and my
1: my relationship with this band and this album is very similar to yours um, once I kind of like bridged that gap from, you know, traditional metal into like really heavy death metal and stuff, Dsi was one of the first bands that I came across and and being the young, obsessed with anything satanic <laughs> fucking kid that I was. Oh, yeah, you know, Dsi was just really dialed in for me. Uh, just cruising around, I had the I had the Mustang when I was young. Thought I was fucking cool, and I'd be blasting fucking kill the Christians in that motherfucker <laughs> windows down, dude. Thinking I was doing something fucking rebellious, and uh, it, it's it's man, what what it is about Deicide in particular is the production of their albums. it's it's just so good it's just different right it's not the same as all the other death metal bands at the time when you hear the fucking drum production on any deicide album you're like this is fucking deicide you just know like and that's something so particular to that band where it's like most of the time it's like oh I know the vocals I know
0: the guitar playing I know the fucking drums to Uh, deicide (laughs) before I know anything else it's fucking awesome also glenn is one of the best singers i think in, in oh, the business yeah like of all time nails like, the cookie monster vocal better than anybody i think man tough as fuck and he's a great lyricist too like i really enjoy the lyrics and in, in the fucking that's you know that's one thing that i i think people are missing from like modern releases sometimes you you get shit on itunes and stuff there's no lyrics or anything you can't tell what they're fucking saying all these fucking j cards have lyrics on them and shit like no matter what like so they actually like took the time to write them out and like they type it up and like they put it even even like the black metal shit like you know you wouldn't think that they would be there but they are it's yeah. so fucking strange and i love it because there's no like guessing what the words are and shit you know no hold me closer tony danza yeah. type shit you
1: know? <laughs> <That> bullshit <laughs> so uh, is this is this like your go-to deicide album you feel um
0: i like so here's the thing um i like this album and my second favorite deicide album which is fucking stupid as hell is when satan lives the okay. fucking live album because it to me it's just like 1998 or whenever the fuck it was like it's, put out it sounds like that yeah and i know a lot it of people like, like the fucking sure. yeah I, I know a lot of people like the self-titled i do like that album but i really like once upon the cross is like to me like the culmination so of like it, they're still underground it's still like edgy you know what i mean like like death metal was still fucking cool like not cool but like it it was like fucking still on the fringes of metal and all that shit same thing with obituary how like slowly we rot everybody says that's the best one but like to me it's it's not like cause of death cause of death is like the the shit like they figured it out like they got the mix right and it could just be a production thing you know what I mean? Where it's That's better true. production, so it makes the product sound better. That could be it too, but you know. I mean, self-titled is. Deicide
1: is great, um, but I, I think I'm there with you, man. Once Upon the Cross is, is probably, you know...
0: People like Legion too. I know that. I, I, but, I, But
1: for me, it's it's between Scars of the Crucifix and Once Upon the Cross. Those are like really? my two my two go-to albums. There's just a few songs on Scars that I, I, I absolutely... Uh, like dude like fuck your god
0: it's such a great <laughs> such a great song i, I can't get over that, that shit that's, that's the shit you have on when you're fucking mowing your lawn right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then <laughs> and, and for me like the the best
1: track on What's upon the cross might be surprising but for me it's trick or betrayed man really i, I know that's a good song that the riff is sick on that song bro after the first trick or betrayed scream and it's like and it just fucking goes into that wild guitar part I, I fucking love it and then uh-huh. like as, as you said dude Glenn's vocals on that song are just epic as fuck dude and it's produced so well where there's like a little bit of reverb on his voice and it sounds like kind of
0: wetter than it usually is oh it's it's fucking awesome dude love this love song it. I'm so glad I you picked love this one it. dude this is definitely just like I would say Dead Meat maybe Bad Taste Hall of Fame yeah I, I you know what i i wonder before we really
1: deep dived it but yes bad taste hall of fame i'll put it up there and
0: wow this is a double header week yes we have the uh we have the movie and we have the album in the bad taste hall Both of fame going right up there absolutely damn man it's a solid week i really i'm enjoying it if yeah. only it wasn't 100 degrees out, right? Yeah, that's the only problem is that my fucking butt cheeks are sticking to this vinyl chair that I'm sitting in right now. Yeah, as you record, you try to make it as quiet as you can in the room <laughs> yeah. so there's no fans going or anything right. like that. Just fucking stagnant. And it is not fun with a computer running and a door closed. That's for damn sure. No, and I got don't, a lava lamp. We, in we front don't of live
1: it. in a, a fucking mansion in Virginia, so it's like we don't <laughs> got central air in this bitch. You know, we're not living a lap of luxury or anything. Hey, wait, so. I have
0: I have central air upstairs, not, so not we're in not, the basement. You know, we're not in the
1: basement. So it's, it's yeah, yeah, you it's, you we're doing what we dogs. can. It's okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grizz, I, I think that just about uh, wraps it up for this week, right? Yeah man this was great. I I want to actually go back and fucking rewatch
1: this movie which is a rare occasion. So
0: um anything you know actually I want to mention I watched the uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view uh last weekend. It was fucking awesome. Was FTR, it good? man. Se- yeah, 7 I, Star FTR. I seen the, like an hour lo- seen the an hour long match. It was fucking nice. It was good. Yeah. You got fucking Claudio fucking winning, aka Cesaro. Not going to touch on that subject because yeah. uh, the other guy uh, basically quit wrestling like right before yes uh, the match did not
1: really put much of a an effort in from what i understand yeah
0: but you know what man they kind of fucked them guy guy carried the fucking promotion throughout like all that bullshit and then when there's finally something going on it's like they drop the title back yeah Yeah, it's like give 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 fucking claudio like a different fucking title like give the guy like at least a little bit of fucking shine like give him a fucking uh, favor trying
1: to hold back my excitement
0: this week oh this weekend <laughs> for this weekend this weekend's I, a double header dude yeah SummerSlam, slam summer slam right and Saturday. it's fucking
1: the rick flair thing yeah i was actually pretty surprised to hear uh some SummerSlam promotions on uh
0: conrad's podcast oh dude double j is fucking gonna be a guest referee on one of the matches i did yes and he was just wasn't he like on uh third or friday night smackdown
1: wasn't he a referee
0: yep Yeah, Yeah.
1: so he's all dude, he's he's making that money, baby. But yeah, that's great, dude. That's the first fucking pay-per-view I'm buying in a long time, dude. I'm I'm dishing the money out six o'clock Sunday. I am bro, I I am your nachos ready, right? Yes, fucking.
0: Got the Rico's fucking on deck. It's gonna be fucking going down. Get that fucking surround sound going. Oh, Oh, it's so I'm excited to be awesome. I'm I'm excited for that. It's gonna be a gonna be a lot of wrestling this weekend. Yeah, For dude, me at least I know maybe maybe you'll come back to the WWE now that the old man is fucking finally giving it up. You know, I, I, I mentioned this to one of our uh, one of our homies that uh,
1: the Kyru Gore homie on fucking uh, Instagram and stuff that we talk about all the time. Steven, um, me and him were talking about this the other day because he was saying how, you know, now that Vince is gone, he wants to check out WWE again. He's an AEW head. And I was like, you know, I'm definitely going to, but I'm going to have to wait, you know, like 30 days. Because Give it some got, time. They got to finish out the 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 Vince storylines. They're not going to be able to just drop all this shit. But I do think that in the next by September, I think we're going to start seeing some pretty big changes. Yeah, you know. Well, remember when things are done.
0: when Triple H was in charge of NXT? All of a sudden, it fucking turned the fuck around and it turned into a great fucking thing to watch. Hopefully, yeah. he's T-Roc. able to do that with with the main roster, and hopefully he starts giving the people, you know, the time of day that fucking deserve it instead of making everybody look like a fucking buffoon because there's too much, this is going to sound like a real fucking Jim Cornette take right now, there's too much comedy shit in the WWE stuff where like even think back in the Attitude Era, yeah, there were like comedy acts, but it was like dirty shit. You know what I mean? Like it was never just straight up fucking like... that's
1: across the board, dude. I I think the only place you're not getting that was Ring of Honor. Like... That's really the place that you oh, were yeah, getting. Dan <laughs> You know what? Out of all the goofy Very shit evil.
0: out of all I the like goofy him.
1: shit that's going on on AEW and WWE because I think it's both. I think there's way too much fucking comedy on both of that shit to be taken seriously. I enjoy that kind of comedy that Dan Housen is is giving us because it's not just shitting on wrestling you know it's not some asshole wrestling with his hands in his pockets you know yeah. it's, it's uh, well
0: i'm like I I know I'm, you're a fan, I'm not gonna here. get into it
1: but i will say though that like his stick is is his promos and like his personality and that's what made good characters throughout wrestling And i think he understands that he doesn't look like a fucking wrestler i don't think he's like a, a, a fucking five-star wrestler or whatever they want to say and shit but i think he understands what makes a great character and i i appreciate that
0: yeah, he definitely, you know, he lives the gimmick. Right? He to. does stuff outside of wrestling. He's dude. like super good. He's almost he's like Borat good. I'm with so that glad that you just said that. Living the gimmick, and it's it's
1: it's across the fucking board, dude. I I just got offered a position in a. Oh no, This dude hit me up. He's like, hey, I want to start this thrash band. Blah blah blah. I would love for you to play guitar in it. And uh, he's like, I'm going to do it with you know this my family member and shit. And I'm like, well, how old is your family member? And, they, and like, we're I'm 35. This kid's in his early 20s. This family member and the dude that's talking to me looks like he belongs in a pop punk band, right? And I'm like, automatically, I can't commit to something like this because you're not living the fucking gimmick. If we're gonna be a thrash band, motherfuckers, you better look like a goddamn thrash band. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time being in something that you're not going to live the fucking gimmick because that's the only way that you're going to get fucking noticed. You go up there everybody looking like different ages, different fucking outfits and shit. You're already done. You're already lost in half the audience's eyes. And it's the same thing in wrestling. If you're not living the fucking gimmick, if you don't live the lifestyle, you don't walk the walk and talk the talk, get the fuck off the stage, motherfucker, because I'm going to see right through
0: that shit somebody else will right I, yeah, think that's why I, have, I think that's why FTR works so well because like their gimmick is just that they're really good wrestlers yeah so and like they're, they're you fucking could, pricks about it that, I think that yeah. they have the right I'm, to be pricks about it they've shown it so best tag team in the world right seven star <laughs> <laughs> I really wish these dudes would like like I know it was like toxic as fuck back in the day but like when these guys are like... When we say live in the gimmick, I mean like the road warriors and all that shit. Like, man, imagine seeing that now. I mean, granted, everybody would be locked up. You wouldn't be able to travel to other countries to do shows and all that shit, but like... That that brings... uh, I know, people talk about...
1: the, the attitude area uh, uh, attitude era as being the shit, but really it's that ter- uh, territory time. That's when the that that fucking living the gimmick was real, yep. dude. That's why Ric Flair is who he is today from living the fucking gimmick from the territory
0: days, like mid eighties, fucking all that shit. Oh my god, I wish I was I wish I was able to see that stuff like in person. I know, or at least be able to experience it like while it was happening. Um, I would say the mid 80s was like the peak then you know obviously the WWF started fucking eating up all the smaller companies towards the late 80s he started like the downfall of everything but then WCW became a thing once fucking Ted Turner bought it and uh you know from there it went up i liked early 90s wcw a lot um i didn't really like early 90s wwf a little corny uh, but you know, for I, me
1: it was home dude like i was a kid so i mean i was right there watching every bit of that i do the clown that was that was it for yeah, me dude yeah.
0: i love that shit <laughs> i i have no idea why wcw like that time period just like drew, like, drew me there i don't know why it's I, know, I had no idea what the fuck that shit was <laughs> as a kid. Like, I was still fucking, I was still a fucking moron. But, like, well, I'm still a fucking moron. <laughs> but for, for whatever reason, it just felt more, um, I guess, like my style. Smaller, more intimate, I guess you could say. It like, did feel more
1: intimate. It was definitely, yeah, the way it was filmed was more intimate.
0: Uh, yeah, it was less cartoony. I mean, it still was over the top, but it, like, wasn't as. Like Hulk, well Hulk Hogan was there eventually, but uh, it Probably wasn't as 90s. like
1: I think Sting was really like that that what really you know, yeah. that's what I think of when I think of early nineties WCW is Surfer Sting like that's the the attitude that I feel like it gave yeah. off
0: but there was like other shit going on at that time you know what I mean like you had all these dudes that were like still you know the remnants of the territory fucking tough guys working Everywhere. there. Yeah, it was really cool and that's like obviously like ECW wasn't a fucking thing. I had no idea what like FMW was or Wing or any of that shit. So and there was no way of me to even see that probably yeah, how, where I was. You know, you're not taking I mean, that
1: fucking seven yeah, years old. My, yeah, yeah, at the
0: fucking at the swing set at school. But I don't know man I don't know I feel like we fucking Went off the deep end With it's this okay, one It's okay man but We're just
1: excited About about this weekend of, of wrestling So any of our wrestling fans If you're still with us You're probably the only ones Left at this point But I hope you're yeah. excited too Because uh, it's been a long time Since I've been This jazzed About some fucking Ass kicking that's yeah. going down
0: and we're gonna put like a little like side note here that uh, Ric Flair still is a piece of shit. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Fuck Ric Flair. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but we we gotta I'm, watch I'm it that just for a pay per Yeah, yeah. I do it's like, it, honestly. It's, I want Jarrett to fucking win so fucking yeah, bad. I want him to fucking El Kabang uh, so bad. I am such that's a Jarrett troll, baby. It's
1: not even funny. So, like, I I appreciate him so much, and I want him to kick Flair's ass. I know it probably won't happen, but I want it to.
0: And so. I love, I like Jay Lethal, too. So. Yeah. Great. You know, that's, um, phew. We'll that's talk our talk about it next week Yeah that's <laughs> Let us know Yeah let us know If you're gonna watch it uh, We're interested How many people Watch wrestling Besides us uh, We yeah, always wonder time time. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we always wonder Like how many of you people Like actually fucking Listen Or watch Wrestling Entertainment uh, We wanna know what, what you watch What federations you watch What are you into uh, cause, Cause I'm an avid always, watcher
1: But it's nothing current so it's like it doesn't have to yeah. be just the new stuff. If you're just watch the good old shit, let me know. I want to talk yeah. about it.
0: I watch fucking everything. I'm yeah. fucking Mike's a journeyman more. We'll yeah, he does it all. <laughs> when when it's so funny because like this is gonna sound really fucking dumb but like you talk to people and like they see you're a fucking wrestling fan and all that shit and they think you like some fucking basement dwelling fucking oh, yeah. nerd and then they meet me in person and it's like no like I, I like <laughs> yeah. wrestling a lot like, I, like I go to rest. the gym like I, I work out because I want to look like a wrestler too yeah. like even though I'm in my mid 30s like that's still like I think that's highly entertaining and like Absolutely. a great goal but uh I don't know man I love wrestling hit us up let me know if you guys also love wrestling. Grizz, where could they hit you up on the internet? If you were inclined, not that I encourage you to, but you could find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. You can find everything we do at badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch page where we do all our live streams, twitchtv Video. Also, visit our Etsy page. We put up the remaining merch from—or did we do that yet? Or we're yes, going to? Yes,
1: there is the uh, the uh, Gore Obsessed shirts are up there right now, uh, and I will be putting up some of the tie dyes one at a time in different sizes. So if you were looking at one of those, uh, keep your eyes peeled because there will be some available in the next week.
0: All right, so I think that just about wraps it up. We will see you guys next week with something that you're probably going to fucking hate. Just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)